Okay, so that concludes 20 minutes of silent meditation. I would encourage you to keep your eyes closed and join me in the third step prayer. We're going to do it slowly, slowly and mindfully. And uh, we're going to take a few breaths in between each line of the prayer to actually do what it says to do or not to do in the prayer. So for me, the first line of the prayer is the word God. So I breathe in God silently to myself. And I take a few breaths and I do what I think the prayer is asking me to do, which is to call out, to make a connection, to look inward, to find this thing called God and to connect with it the best that I can right here, right now. And I breathe out the next line of the prayer. I offer myself to thee. And I take a few breaths. And I look at my commitment. How willing am I right now to offer myself to my higher power, to my God? What's in the way of me offering myself completely right now to my higher power. And I breathe in to build with me and to do with me as thou wilt. And I take a few breaths and I try to get a sense or a feeling of what I think my higher power would like to build with me or do with me today, right now. And I breathe out. Relieve me of the bondage of self. And I take a few breaths. And I try to get a sense or a feeling of what it might be like right here, right now, to have no bondage of self. No story, no opinions, no old ideas. Just a breath going in and out. And I breathe out, that I may better do thy will. And I take a few breaths and I think about how much better could I do God's will in my life today if I had that quiet mind.
and I breathe out. Take away my difficulties. Again, I take a few breaths and I think about what are my difficulties today? What is getting in the way of me being the man that I think God would have me be today? Or the woman, whatever your case is, or the person. And I breathe in, that victories over them may bear witness to those I would help of thy power, thy love, and thy way of life. And I take a few breaths, and I think about the people I might come in contact with the rest of the day today, and how I might affect them if I truly was an example of God's power and God's love and God's way of life. And I breathe out, may I do thy will Always. And I smile and I picture myself going through my day doing God's will in all ways. And whenever you're ready, you can gently open your eyes. When you open your eyes, try to become conscious of the seeing that's happening when you open your eyes. Try not to get caught up in what you are seeing, just to be conscious. Oh, I'm seeing some flowers. God, I'm seeing flowers through my eyes. I'm seeing a rock. I'm seeing a thermos. I'm seeing a computer screen with a bunch of lovely faces on it. A little bit of a story in the lovely faces. So, I'm Randy and I am alcoholic. My body is allergic to alcohol. I can never ever drink alcohol successfully ever again, one day at a time today, ever. Not because alcohol is good or bad, but because I have become physically allergic to alcohol. If I drink alcohol, I will black out. I will want more. I will crave it. There's no telling when I'm going to stop and I'm going to, in the process, trash relationships. I'm going to become very defiant in my life and I'm going to throw away all of, my, all of the people and all of the things in my life for alcohol because that's what the allergy does to me. But that's not why I'm here today. I'm here today 
because I have a disease called alcoholism. It's a disease that centers in my mind. It's a disease that talks to me in my own voice. And what it talks to me about is this. It, it manifests as an unsatisfiable, fault-finding, opinionated mind that's always in a hurry, easily frustrated, and can't stand the word no. And I know that I say this every, at every meeting. I, I say it at every meeting I go to. I don't say it for you. I hope you don't have alcoholism. I hope it is my sincerest, deepest hope that you were a heavy drinker and you had problems with alcohol and you could stop drinking and that's it. You live happily ever after not drinking. That is not my experience. My experience is because I have a disease called alcoholism, I have the delusion, the lie that I tell myself every day is that one day I'm going to be able to wrest satisfaction and happiness out of this world if I only manage well. And by manage well, that could mean go to the right AA retreat, read the right book, find the right sponsor, get the right treatment, get the right job, find the right wife, get the right car, get the right house, live in the right neighborhood. The, my mind is unmanageable by me my thought life, what goes on inside of me is unmanageable by me. And what keeps popping up is new ideas of ways to make me happy. And the hope that if I get that thing, that then I could be happy. I live in this false hope that one day I'm going to wrest satisfaction and happiness out of this world if I only manage well. That's where I live. I live there. And I get the things and I'm never satisfied because it is the nature of the disease to be restless, irritable, and discontent. And if I don't treat the disease, that is my life over and over and over again, even when I get exactly what my mind tells me is the thing that's going to make me happy. What a perfect disease to keep me on the hamster wheel of trying one more time, having this false hope that some person, place, or thing is going to be the thing that's going to make me happy, and using that as the drive to get to the place where I think I'll be happy, and then when I get there, even if I get there, the disease in the same exact voice that told me this is the thing that will make me happy, in that same exact voice, it tells me, well, you're not happy, are you? You need that plus something else. So let's go find out what it is. And we go searching again. This meeting, most Alcoholics Anonymous meetings are about identification and about learning, I guess, learning what the program is about. This meeting is about application. You might hear something that you've never heard before. I doubt it, especially if you've been here five times, because I always say exactly the same thing. But you might learn something new that you haven't heard before. You, you might hear something new that you haven't heard before. But, but here's what the book says. The book says, it says, much has already been talked about, about receiving inspiration, direction, and guidance 
from that thing that we call God that has all knowledge and all power. So what the book says is that because I'm doing these steps, this is in step 10 where it says it, it says because I've been doing these steps, I actually have been receiving inspiration and strength and guidance from that thing that has all knowledge and power. So what I am what I am capable of doing today because of these 12 steps and what every single one of you is able to do today is to access all knowledge and all power, all of it, to access it right now and, and to have the greatest promise ever given to any man ever or woman, any person ever, and that is the gift of intuitively knowing how to handle situations that used to baffle us. Having the right answer in exactly the right moment to everything that's happening to me right now. Having the right answer right now. Not because I went to a book study and learned it in a book, whether it's the big book or any other book you could study. It doesn't say because I've learned a bunch of stuff, now I will be able to rely on my learning to, 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 to know how to handle situations that used to baffle me. It does not say that. I wish it did because I've read the book. I know all the words in the book. I know what order they're in. I can, I can recite how it works to, to, to the third step prayer, word for word, without opening the book. I can do that. But it does not help me, not one bit, in the day that I'm in today, right now to be the man that I think my higher power would have me be. I have to have application. In this meeting, although I am going to talk about words from the book, and I have already started talking about words from the book, this meeting is about applying the principles right now. And, and the main principle that, that it tells me to practice in the meeting is to, if... If I want to be right, if I want to be restored to sanity right now, right here in this meeting, it tells me in the book that I have to rightly relate myself to my higher power. And I have to be doing that right now. No matter what's being said in the meeting, good or bad, doesn't matter. But what my, my job is at the meeting is to be rightly relating myself to my higher power. So what I do, I'm going to stop talking soon. Uh, and when I stop talking, I'm going to start asking my higher power to help me hear what's being said, because I can't listen. I can hear words, and then I hear those words, and I hear a word, somebody says car, and I start thinking about cars. And I start talking to myself about cars. And I start talking to myself about the car that I need. And you're still talking, and you happen to say the word car in the middle of a sentence, and I left at car. Right at the word car, I left the meeting and I went on a car adventure and who knows when I'm coming back. I have no idea when I'm coming back from that car adventure. Could be in a minute. You could maybe catch my attention again or I could spend the entire meeting about car and not hear another word you say. That's me. I, don't, I hope you're not like that. I hope that you can come to a meeting and keep your, uh, keep your attention here, present in the moment, and allow whatever's being said to wash over you, because it, it doesn't matter what's being said. Only thing that matters is that I'm being present. 
I've been to terrible meetings where what was said was terrible and I had an awesome experience of being present in the moment. And I've been to some amazing meetings where there were amazing speakers and I did not hear a word they said. And I had a terrible experience of breaking up with a girlfriend or trying to get out of a traffic ticket or figuring out how much money I don't have during the whole meeting and never once showed up at the meeting, not even for a minute. It's even more challenging at a Zoom meeting to be connected because all of my stuff is here. I can turn my camera off and I can read emails and I can text and I can do all of that stuff and be distracted not only by my mind, but by my all of my surroundings, at least in a in a live AA meeting, you know, it'd be it's kind of rude to get on your phone and be texting. A lot of people do it all the time, but it is kind of rude to be at a meeting where somebody's trying to carry a message or somebody's talking and and would like to be heard, evidently. I mean, I would imagine if, if I'm talking, it would be nice to be heard. It, it would be nice that people at least were pretending to pay attention. But on a Zoom meeting, you can turn your camera off, do whatever you want, and not be present, and then talk about what a terrible meeting it was. <laughs> not even having been at the meeting. <laughs> I know this from personal experience because I have been to a lot of meetings where I've you know, my phone lit up and I thought, oh, okay, just for a second, I'm going to turn my phone off and read that email or that text. It's business. It's work. I'm, I should be working anyway. I'm going to do this thing. And, and, then I'm, and then I'm half in and half out. And then I'm feeling guilty that I didn't go to the meeting, but I'm doing my work. But then I feel guilty if I'm at the meeting and I'm not doing my work. And, and, and that mind is always, always, always Generating some guilt or some fear, some guilt or some fear. So, God, could you be with me? I am not capable of listening. I'm not capable of being present at this meeting. Could you help me? Could you be with me? Could you guide me and direct me? Could you remind me that I'm the wrong power for my life? So I talk about stuff and some and the stuff when I read out of the book, it's really important stuff. It's great stuff. The rest of it, who knows? It's suspect. I mean, it could be self. It could be God. It, it could be whatever. Who knows? I don't know. I, I ask my higher power to speak through me before the meeting starts. I ask my higher power right now to speak through me and to use me and to help make this meeting the best that it could be for me and for everybody else. I I asked for that, but I don't know if that's happening. I don't know if that's even possible. But, but I asked for it to help me to be more present in the moment, to help me to be here with my higher power. But I read in, I read in step 10, I'm just going to read this and I'm going to stop talking. Finally, I begin to see right now that all people, including myself, am to some extent emotionally ill as well as frequently wrong. Oh my God. This is in step 10. Until step 10, I have never been wrong. I know I talk about this all the time, but it's so important for me to see. I've never been wrong. I've done a lot of bad things, but only because you made me. Not because I'm bad. I'm not bad. 
I am not a liar. I only lie when I am forced to by you. That is, that is my honest to God truth to myself. I never steal, never ever steal, unless I have to steal because you made me, because you put those olives in that olive thing and you put a sign on it, please don't taste. But how can I be, how can I buy the olives if I don't taste them? That doesn't make any sense at all. So I have to steal one and taste it because you made me. You should have had a little container of the ones that I could steal and said, here, try one of these. If Don't stick your finger into the whole olive bin. But I'm never wrong. You are. You're more wrong than me. So finally, having done the first nine steps and, and being in step 10, I begin to see that all people, including myself, I am to some extent emotionally ill and frequently wrong. And, when I, and, and then, as this starts to dawn on me, I start to approach true tolerance and see what real love for my fellows actually means. Because if I'm wrong, if I'm ever wrong, then I can allow you to be wrong. And I can tolerate your imperfection. There's a whole book called The Spirituality of Imperfection. And this is what it's talking about. When I can see that to some extent I'm emotionally ill and I'm frequently wrong, frequently wrong. Now I can see, oh, maybe you're emotionally ill. Maybe you're not a bad person. You're an emotionally ill person and you're just doing the best that you can because you feel like you're in a box and now you have to lie. And I can understand that. I don't have to, I don't have to condone it, but I can be aware that that happens in me and maybe that could happen in you and maybe I could give you a break. It will become more and more evident as I go forward that it is pointless to become angry with you or with me because I seem to have been born this way. And so have you. Or to get hurt by people who, like me, are suffering from the pains of growing up. I'm 61 years old. I heard in a meeting once, I may not have had the best childhood, but I certainly have had the longest one. <laughs> I am still suffering from the pains of growing up. I'm 61 years old. For God's sakes, when am I going to be an adult? When am I going to have love and tolerance? When am I going to be able to live this thing with, with uh, integrity and dignity? I have the best life I've ever known, but I am continuing to suffer from the, growth, from the pains of growing up. So I'm going to stop talking now. We're going to open up the meeting. We record this meeting. If you want to share, you're, you can share. It is going to be recorded. If you absolutely don't want to be recorded, you could send me a, a message in the chat or yeah, just send me a message in the chat. I hate the chat during a meeting because it distracts me. But, but uh, if you don't want to be recorded, you can raise your hand and put a message in the chat and I'll pause the recording while you share. Okay, so the meeting is open. Catherine.
Hi, Randy. Hi, everyone. My name's Catherine, and I'm an alcoholic and an addict. Um, and I've really missed this meeting. God, I haven't been for ages. And your your message, I know you say you say the same thing every meeting, and, and I've been to lots of these meetings, and you say similar things in every meeting, and thank God for that, because um, I found it really helpful. You know, I, I, I forgot in the meditation to say, God, please be with me. Please, God, be with me. Help me. And I spent the first five minutes of it thinking about a cardigan that I want to buy. And that, that cardigan, just like your car, the cardigan will make everything all right. But once I've got that cardigan, I'll think, well, what? I haven't really got anything to wear with that cardigan. I need another cardigan. I need a pair of trousers that go with that. Oh. And so it goes on and on and on. And, you know, I forgot that, you know, I loved that you said there's no such thing as the right meditation or the wrong meditation. It's just what it is today. And I was battling, you know, like I was thinking, what would make my life better in this moment? And it would be to not be fighting with my own mind. That is what would make my life better. Not the cardigan or another cardigan or a pair of tra- What would make my life better is the ability to not fight with my mind. It's so simple, isn't it? But it's like the more I try not to fight with it, the more the fight goes on. And in fact, in the end, it's just let go. Just mm. let go. And then for a f- about five minutes, I had the most beautiful meditation. Mm. I thought, have I fallen asleep? Mm. <laughs> I was like, that is just bliss mm. and beautiful to have that feeling. Oh, my God, have I fallen asleep? Because I've let go. I've let go of my crazy head for a few minutes. and const- I did a bit of box breathing when I could really not. I just did the f- four, hold for four, blah, blah, blah. And it brought me slightly back into myself. So... Fantastic to hear you, Randy. I miss you and I don't come to this meeting. It's really lovely to be here. And yeah, great to hear your message as ever. Thanks, Catherine. Nice to see you. Adrian. Thanks, Randy. Adrian, alcoholic. Hi, Adrian. Oh my gosh, I so needed to be here today. Thank you so much. And, um, you know, I know you say the same thing every time, but I hear something different every time. You know, and today I heard, um, I'm always in a hurry. And um, just my, my husband said to me yesterday, he's like, you're always in a rush. Why can't you ever be still? You're always in a hurry, you know? And it's just, it's incredible to me. I'm still so just completely fascinated by this disease. I mean, all these years and like what you were saying, growing up at 62. I'm growing up at 53 and putting my big girl panties on and I'm still like that queen baby, you know, like kicking and screaming when I don't get my way. And I'm never wrong. You know, I love that you read that about step 10, um, just because I, I always have an explanation, you know, or a justification for why I do what I do. And it's just, it's, when you were saying, I hope you're not, I hope you're just one of those people that drank and has stopped drinking. <laughs> I was just like, oh my gosh, I wish that was my story, you know, but it's not. And um, I'm exhausted. I mean, I'm just, I've been so off the beam the last week and mm. just exhausted, just um, completely thinking that um, 
this is going to do it. That's going to do it. If I do, if I move here, if I leave here, that blah, blah, blah. And you know what? You talked about like blowing up your, your life drinking. It's like, I feel like I'm blowing up my life sober. You know, if I don't stay focused on God and Mm. just asking God to be here with me right here, right now, and to guide me and to surrender my, my will and my life on a moment to moment, you know, um, it is just incredible. Like I really understand now, like how people that are sober a long period of time, pick up or blow their brains out, you know, because they just want this to shut up, you know? And, you know, I've been just really doing a lot of crying the last week and just, I'm, I'm tired of my head and I want peace more than anything you know, but it's like my alcoholism just doesn't want me to have that, you know, and it was just great to hear you. The meditation was great for me today, too. It was the first time I tried the counting method. I've been doing what I've usually been doing, and it really helped me to refocus. Um, So thank you for that, and just so grateful for this meeting, and I'm so grateful that I'm not alone, you know, um, in this brain that we have, you know, um, as alcoholics. So super grateful to be here. Thank you so much. Thank you, Adrian. Colin. Hi, Colin. Hi, Randy. Thank you for, uh, thank you for picking me. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. I'm Colin. I'm an addict. Um, just want to say, Randy, I love that line. I may not have had the best childhood, but I had one of the longest. It's great. That really tickled me. But, um, yeah, I feel really peaceful and really serene. That meditation absolutely worked for me. You know, it's quite funny. I've, I've just come back from 10 days away on holiday. And while I was there, I prayed and meditated every day because that's part of my habit. That's a habit I've built. That's part of my, that's something I've integrated into my daily routine. It's part of my daily ritual. But the quality, the experience that I got in that meditation was completely at a different level. There's something about meditating as part of this group that just seems to ease that transition, ease that that process of getting myself out of the way, setting aside all of my preconceptions, my judgments, all of that baggage, all of that collateral self that gets in my way. And I had a fantastic meditation and I want to thank you and thank everybody in this group for helping me to find that and to rightly relate myself you know as I sit here now I don't have a problem in the world not one mm-hmm. all of my troubles truly were and truly are of my own making I sometimes need to come to this meeting rather than just meditating on my own. I need to come to this meeting 
and as a country, I need to join with a group of people like myself and commune in meditation and get that power, that manifestation of power that I call God, to rightly relate myself to that along with a group of my peers. You know, God is in the room and I feel his presence most clearly hmm. when I join you guys hmm. and have an experience like that. Hmm. I thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you for letting me share. Thanks, Colin. Uh, by the way, it does say in our preamble that this meeting is open to all 12 steps. And if you're practicing 12 steps, <clears throat> this meeting is not about which substance you use to treat the disease. It's about treating the disease with the 12 steps. So if you would like to share, you don't have to be in AA. But we don't talk about food. We don't talk about uh, drugs. We don't talk about alcohol. We don't talk about the substances. We talk about the problem right here, right now. So this is an open meeting that's open to all 12 steps. I just want you to know that. Scott? Thank you so much, Randy. Scott, definitely an alcoholic mind. Hi, Scott. Hi. I wanted to share something with you that uh, I just realized recently. Um, I was in a unique position with COVID that I was offered early retirement and had 14 days to make the decision to end a 42-year career. So after three years, um, I have introduced myself to retirement in many different ways, including mentally. And there's a certain level of easiness of let's just chill, uh, taking the rush out of things, and I kind of see that as the application of doing the AA program, in my opinion, um, more successfully. To take the pressure off yourself that our bizarre mind puts so much pressure on ourselves that rarely are we Rarely am I midstream and satisfied at the moment that I'm at. It's either not enough or too much. And um, it's funny taking the responsibility of having to go to work and the pressures all involved and the anxieties um, kind of allowed my mindset to be in a position where it's much easier. Mm. I'm sure not disciplined like I'd like to be. <laughs> um, but I just want to share that with you, that the relaxed kickback attitude, I think makes things easier. Mm. Anyway, thank you as always. Thanks, Scott. All right, Dan. Yeah, hi, I'm Dan, an alcoholic. Hi, Dan. Randy, thank you very much. That was uh, that was wonderful, and I'd I'd forgotten about the the counting. Um, 
that really it really works for me and um i um i was thinking about the um you know where am i at right now what's going on right now and um when you mentioned the zoom issues you know people turning up their screens you know they're checking email there i thought oh i thought, I thought that too at times i think geez here i am in a meeting half the people are screen dead and in fact you know i even went screen dead for a moment in this meeting and and i thought well wait a minute though there are a lot of legitimate reasons during a zoom meeting why people do that like you may have noticed there were just two people walking behind me mm-hmm. uh excess movement uh, things that are totally beyond one's control so then i think okay i'm such a wonderful guy you know i can see that maybe this person is is you know they're trying to keep the meeting from being distracted and then i think okay wait a minute and i think this today because i've had some time to meditate i think what if either way or something else is just another judgment on my part and why am i judging why am i making it is it because i need to assign some sort of value to myself based on my idea of what's going on with all of you and i'm thinking that's not me being relieved of the bondage of self and i really want to be relieved of the bondage of self where i don't need to assign values and judgments and this that and the other and ultimately uh this sort of practice meditation practice fellowship program all that it gets me to a place where slowly i'll be it to a place where i get to do that thing i always wanted to do which is just i i you know i just want to exist i want to be here i want to be a part of and um and i want to love and i want to be happy and i could throw out a bunch more words but that i don't think that i need to because that's it <laughs> i once heard a guy in a meeting say a long time ago he said the more i learn the less there is to say and the fewer people there are to say it to mm. i thought wow that's i think i'll think about that mm. <laughs> anyway thank thank you to everyone for being here it's a great meeting thanks dan i yield the rest of my time to my fabulous sponsor rebecca <laughs> oh fantastic rebecca Hey, Rebecca, alcoholic. Wow, that was a great meditation today. Alcoholic, Rebecca. I keep forgetting. Yeah, I mean, we have a, the built-in uh, forgetter and then um, just like constantly thinking about myself and, you know, pour me, pour me, pour me a drink, you know, like, <laughs> that's all like my mind is constantly saying poor me poor me you know what i mean like that's the child the baby you know uh, uh, and yeah i love how you know you're 61 i'm 61 the bomb what is it um coincidences here because i'm 61 you're 61 um and um uh, you know we have the same type of thinking actually very much i mean i feel like you and my mind and your mind are like exactly alike it seems like we have the same exact mind which is amazing that's incredible that's like a god shot for me that 
I found somebody that has the same thinking mind. And everybody in this room, probably, we all have that um, kind of uh, brain, you know. And I uh, wish, you know, it's like I just want to um, poke holes in everything, you know, and uh, be critical and criticize. And um, that's where I get, you know, that's just ego. That For me, that's my ego, you know, wanting to criticize and analyze and, you know, um, just use anything as an excuse. That's my ego. And it's like, for me, it's my, I'm just talking about for me, you know, now, because I don't know, I hope other people can relate. But for me, my ego wants to like, um, you know, run the show all the time. And I'm, I'm recognizing that now. And for me, it's like a drug, you know, it's like, I'm addicted to that type of thinking, you know, where um, I'm addicted to negative thinking. And so that's my drug of choice, you know, nowadays. it's like, I'll, um, you know, that's my way of picking up, you know, that's my way. I'll be like, you know, somebody was talking to me today, a newcomer, and they were like um, saying how, uh, you know, oh, I'm brainwashed. I'm like, yeah, I need my brain needs washing, you know? I'm like, yeah, I mean, I'm a cult. Yeah, it's a cult. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm, you know what? I drank the Kool-Aid, you know? I got to remind myself that like, okay, yeah. You know what? Maybe it is a cult. But you know what? It's been working for 37 years. So, you know, why, you know, fix something that's not broken, whatever. But it's like my negative thinking is like, oh, yeah, it's a cult. Yeah, so what? You know, whatever. It's not a cult. But, you know, like that, I'll go on and on and on and on about that, you know, um, that it's a cult thing, you know. So that was like, you know, where my mind was today. Excuse me, I'm spitting. Oh, my God. Anyway, anyway, but anyway, yeah, so like that's, my mind was fixated on that, which is, you know, it's not true. I don't believe that really, but you know, my mind will love to go on and savor that. So anyway, I'll shut up now. Thank you. Thanks, Rebecca. Paul. Hey, I'm Paul. I'm an alcoholic. Hi, Paul. Thank you so much, Randy. That was a great lead. And, um, I typically can't make this meeting because I'm at work usually at this time, but I'm back visiting my mom in Michigan because my brother passed away like six months ago, and this is my second time back. And it was harder to come back this time, I guess, because it kicked in more that he wasn't here, and I was in shock when I first came back the first time when he passed away in December from alcoholism. So it is definitely a deadly disease, and um, it's just been interesting just showing up for my mom and um, – you know, she's, she's slowing down a bit. She's 80, but I'm just grateful that I had the time off and that I've been sober enough that I have a job that's allowing me the time to come back here and help her with some stuff. And it's been pretty crazy. The weather was crazy. It was 95 degrees and then a big thunderstorm, but I'm just glad I'm here. And the thing that you read that really hit me about, I'm frequently wrong, but my problem is, is that I'm frequently wrong and seldom doubtful though. You know, when that anger comes up and I really want to put somebody in their place. Like I'm learning that I need to pause, you know, even today somebody was texting me and he was like trashing somebody else in the program. And my natural inclination is just to character assassinate the other guy. But 
I'm tired of trash and relationships. So I just paused and I tried to be loving and diplomatic. So that's a new thing for me because, um, I don't know, I don't have the desire to drink, but I still have that hostility. Like Bob Banderson used to say, you can't make me angry because I'm already angry. I really relate to that as a character, you know? So what I find to be loving and tolerant, I really need to go to God. And that's what this meeting reminds me of your meetings, Andy, Annie's, and then also the original primetime Monday night that I, um, I typically go to, but I couldn't go this week because I'm in Michigan, but I'm just glad I was able to zoom on here and get some meditation and prayer and really ask God, like, how can I be of service this week? How can I, because there's already things that are bothering me. This I've been in this house since I was nine. So there's a lot of memories here and it's like, now my brother passed away here, but it's like, how can I be of service to my mom and get out of myself? Because that's not my natural inclination. I just want to, I, me, mine, where's mine and fuck you. That's my attitude on my own power. So I need you guys more than you need me. So that's why I just keep coming here. I see there's more hands up. So I'm just grateful for you, Randy. You're like kind of the Bob Anderson to me, like Bob was probably to you. You were the guy that really delivered the message at that Monday meeting and really showed me what I'm up against. And I'm still up against up against it today. I wake up with alcoholism. I'm restless, irritable, and disconnected, and I need God, and I need a treatment, and I need step two. I need to rightly relate myself to God right now. So that's it. Thanks for letting me share. Thanks, Paul. John. Hey, Randy. Hey, John. Great to hear you. Um, I really loved the reading on 10. Uh, it was, this was everything I needed to hear. I mean, just a, a bit of honesty from me. I've been such emotional pain. I've had to, I've had to really ask my power for love and tolerance to, with my ex in a lot of ways, you know, and, and I won't go, go into it. I, I just will say that there's, you know, my, my mind, you know, has just been going crazy about, you know, how the, 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 the my, splitting my money with her and everything else and all the divisive things that she's doing, you know, with our kids and, and, you know, and, it, and I, and I just want to find fault in every single way, you know, and I want to find, you know, the, the, the ism, you know, the, cause I am alcoholic and the ism is just never, ever, ever stopping. It, it, it always wants to find, you know, fault with others and I, sh I don't have enough. And, you know, if I just had more, you know, I would be okay. And if I didn't have to do this, I would be better. And, you know, the, the reality is money is just money. You know, it's not going to make me any happier. You know, the more I get or the less I have, it's like, it's going to, you know, the, the only thing that's going to ever, the only thing that's ever worked for me is my relationship with my power, you know, and, and it's, you know, it's, it's the, it's the one source that fulfills every lack in every single way. And, um, you know, so all the things that I've had to really, you know, this morning I got meditated for an hour. Um, I have time off right now and it's been great. And then I was looking forward to getting on this meeting and, and share, you know, just kind of what I've been going through. It's just, it's just this, you know, relentless, you know, this thing never stops it talks to me in my voice it tells me you know i don't have this i'm a loser if i don't do this and you know it's just it's just it's just uh ah uh, it's these shares have been awesome i mean i've just gotten so much out of everyone and 
and uh, someone had just said, you know, you guys saved me, and I have been asking all day long, you know, how I can help others, and, you know, God, your will be done, not mine, and, and you know, then my son calls, he's in the program, and we have a great talk, you know, and, and it's just those kind of little miracles that keep happening, and little, little things that, that are the reason why to live more than, than money and, and fame and everything else, so I just um, really grateful to be here, and Thank you so much, and uh, um, you always say something new every single time, Randy. Thank you. Thanks, John. Good to see you. Uh, Bonnie? Hey, I'm Bonnie. I have alcoholism. Hi, Bonnie. Uh, Thank goodness for this meeting, and I'm always grateful to hear when other people are experiencing alcoholism in a real way I don't feel so alone because the disease tells me like you're the only idiot that suffers this much you're the only idiot that can't access the power in time for you to not lose your damn mind you know what you're supposed to do you're supposed to have a relationship with the power why can't you have a relationship with the power you don't pray enough you meditate wrong you don't go enough meetings. You don't go to enough in-person meetings. You don't do enough fellowship. You don't help enough people. You're a selfish piece of beep, 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 beep. I mean, my, my, mine is so cunning, so cunning and powerful. It uses recovery. It uses recovery. I don't do enough recovery. I'm not good at recovery. That's, and that's what I'm up against today. It's not about, it's not about um, the material things this week. This week, it's about why I'm terrible. I'm a terrible 12-step person. And if I could just curate my recovery to be perfect, I would never experience emotional pain. I would never experience having a self-talking mind. Like, I got bulldozed by this thing this week. Bulldozed. Like, couldn't go to work on Monday. And that never happens. And today, I'm at home also. Like, really bulldozed by the by the ism and um you know i've just been in meeting i've just been in meetings I, nothing is different nothing is different in my life i i didn't move i didn't get anything new i didn't lose anything i don't have more or less money than i did last week nobody died like literally everything is the same but my mind is is, is kicking up i feel i feel like it's a disability like it's i should get like special parking because i i I can't do anything i can't sometimes i can't even live like be out there and walking my dogs i i can't don't talk to me don't look at me sunglasses on and i haven't had a drink in in 10 years i don't drink alcohol Mm -hmm. i think i have thinking problem don't even call me don't call me i can't Mm -hmm. um so Gosh, it just feels really good to share with everyone else that has this because it tells me I'm the only one. I'm the only one. Thanks. Thanks, Bonnie. I will say this, having heard you share it, that all of that is true, that mind and all of that is true, except for that in this moment. It doesn't matter what's happened up until right now. You can have the relationship right now and you don't have to have any more of that self-talking painful mind in the turning, right? In the turning, but it happens right now. But the more I energize the problem that I've had for as long as I've had it, the more I energize the problem, 
the more I stay stuck in that problem. And, and so, yes, I acknowledge, I have the same mind you have from time to time, but right now, right here in this meeting, I am treated right now because there's a power greater than myself and I'm willing to turn right now. And so I would just encourage you right now to let all of that story go about how terrible it's been up until this moment right now and enjoy this moment because you look perfectly fine to me on the outside. And like somebody else said, all of my troubles are of my own making, all of them, all of them. And you said it. <clears throat> so thank you for coming and thank you for sharing. Luke. Hi everyone, I'm Luke with Alcoholism. Hi Luke. Uh, yeah, it's been an amazing meet. My dog has insisted that she jumps on me right now, but I can still share. Um, so, uh, God, I mean, Bunny, I just word for word identified with you. Like, it's scary, you know, like, and, uh, and then also really good to hear what Randy just said, because I really did want to be here and tell you about how terrible my week's been with nothing outside terrible happening. Um, but I have been, you know, I think, you know, Barney said the word bulldozed. Like, I, you know, I've really experienced what it's like to live with this disease recently uh, without treating it. You know, I, I have to meditate in the morning. Like, if I don't, I, I'm, I'm just... You know, if I don't treat this illness, I will drink or kill myself. Like, it is that simple. Like, I cannot live with my own mind. And I don't know why, you know, <clears throat> I remember I said this like years ago and nothing's changed. It's like getting in the ring with Mike Tyson. It's just like I just get battered with my own head. <clears throat> and um, no, I get it, Randy. It's all about right now, like right now, right now, right now, turning to a power. And... Um, and, you know, with that said, there's kind of nothing else to say, really. Um, and, you know, I know I'm the last sharer, so I don't want to end on such a negative tone. But this illness is so powerful. And it also tells me that, you know, I, I've got a real bad strand of this. Like, you know, I, I, I really, really have this bad. Anyway, um, don't know how useful my share was, but I just wanted to connect to the meeting, be part of it. I absolutely have alcoholism and it's so terrible, but there is a solution and I need to practice it a whole lot more than I have been recently. Um, but I'm still alive, still sober, and it's right now. So um, I'm grateful. Thank you. Thanks, Luke. Yes, sometimes I forget alcoholism is so powerful and so terrible that it kills most of the people that have it, drunk or sober. It kills us. It's not, this is not a joke. I don't come here every day because <clears throat> I come here because my life depends on it. I have to treat this disease because my life depends on it. Not because, not because I want to feel better, but because it's going to kill me. I just want to say Evan's on the, on the meeting today and Evan and I, <clears throat> we started Sorry. We started this meeting like nine or 10 years ago on Skype. I think it was 2013. We started this meeting on Skype. So when, when, the, when the new disease hit, COVID hit, and everything went to Skype, we were already doing it on Wednesdays, every Wednesday. It was a non, 
was a non-event for us. It was like, oh, well, we'll have a Skype meeting. That's what we did every day. And and now it's Zoom. But anyway, Evan's here today, and I miss you, and it's great to see you, and thanks for coming. And uh, all of you, thank you so much. You made my day. I'm going to have a better day today having spent this time with you. And I might even be kinder to the people that I come in contact with because of this experience. And isn't that amazing that, like, other people might be touched because I came here today. They might have a better day. And uh, I, I think that's awesome. So uh, we'll just take a moment. And uh, I just also want to say hi to Ron. Ron does the Thursday meeting every Thursday, and he does steps and traditions and concepts, and it's so important. And whenever I'm free on a Thursday, I go to I go to that meeting, and, and there's a lot of people that make this meeting possible and make this such a great uh, place to come, the Principles and Application Experience is awesome. So I'll just stop with that. Anyway, we're going to, and Annie, of course, Annie, who does everything and makes it all, holds it all together for us. So we'll take a moment of silence and then we'll, I'll make it so you can unmute yourself and we'll do the serenity prayer together. Okay, you can unmute yourself if you like. And God. I'm free on Wednesday, and where am I? At your workshop. Thanks, Ron. <laughs> Great to see you, man. It, it's awesome to see you here. And, you too. You and, too. Uh, the history. I like what you say. You're a guy I got a lot of respect for. Thank you. You too. You you uh, you really you remind me of Bob so much. So I appreciate you. And you bring your own thing too. Your your stories and your experiences. When you share on a Thursday meeting, I always get lifted up. It's awesome. I think we all do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what he said. I'll take the bumps out of the road so you can go further. Bingo. And that's what we're doing, I think. I hope. I hope we're all taking it to the next level. All right, I got to run. I got to get in my car and go to work. Great to see you all. Have a great day. Hey, Randy, before you leave, work hard so I get my Social Security check next week. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put in as much as I can for you. <laughs> Thanks, Thank you, Randy. See you later. See you tomorrow. See ya.